Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to the program where I'm Tony Richards, and my guest today will be Xander Sprague. And you'll want to hear this conversation as we talk about your transition after a loss. It could be the loss of a loved one. It could be the loss of a job. It could be the loss of a relationship. It could be a divorce. But Xander is the God of enthusiasm, and he's going to encourage and teach us all some ways to deal with these types of difficult times. And it's coming up here in just minutes. Today's program is sponsored by University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. Stand by. I'll be back with Xander Sprague right after this. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru and a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Are you working twice as hard but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished, but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move. Or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant. It doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control. But that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. everyone to better than before i'm tony richards and today i'm extremely pleased to welcome xander sprague to the program he's the author of three books including his most recent epic begins with one step forward plan achieve and enjoy the journey he's got a book coming out in february we're going to talk about that and he loves speaking to audiences around the world nicknamed the god of enthusiasm Because of his contagious energy and passion, he is a popular speaker, trainer, and podcast host, and he's here today to help you plan, achieve, and enjoy the journey. 
And it's about time we had the God of enthusiasm on our show. So Xander, welcome to the program. Oh, Tony, thank you so much for having me here. It's great to have a chance to meet you and talk to your audience. Hopefully I'll have a few pearls of wisdom that they can use today. Oh, I have no doubt. You'll have plenty. Where are you located, Xander? I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area, specifically what we call the East Bay. And I live in Clayton, California, right at the foot of Mount Diablo. I look out at a beautiful, beautiful mountain, which is spectacular. Fantastic. Needless to say, your holiday weather is a little different than our holiday weather. Most likely, yes. That, I have to say, is by design, Tony. I grew up on the East Coast, and, well, I don't really like snow, so I moved someplace where we don't have snow. Yeah, you don't have to mess with that or be bothered by it. Tell me a little bit about your background and what led you up to this particular point in your life. Well, it's interesting. I've always loved speaking, and I spent over 20 years as a technical instructor in the tech industry, teaching people how to use software, and then decided that why was I teaching someone else's stuff when I had so much stuff that I wanted to teach? And I spent, I'm still doing this, I spent many years talking about sibling loss and raising awareness for people who have lost a sibling. I wrote one of my books is about that. And then I kept hearing from other siblings that, you know, they go to therapy and it just wasn't helping. So I went to graduate school, got my master's and am now a licensed professional clinical counselor so that I could help raise awareness for mental health providers on how to help sibling survivors. Gosh. And all of that is really great, Tony, but I'm a really positive person. As you said, I, I'm the God of enthusiasm. Yeah. And as, as I was looking at my life and what I was doing, I said, the siblings are really important, but I want to reach a more general audience. So I got done my hours for my licensing and was all ready to go out and do stuff, but the pandemic hit. And all of a sudden, I couldn't get licensed. I couldn't, I couldn't go out and speak. And I thought, what am I going to do? Yeah. And I had this epiphany that Epic begins with one step forward. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Every epic journey begins with just one step. And I decided to write a book about that because I thought that's something that people probably need. And I'm a firm believer that people have epic dreams in their life, things that they want to do, and yet they aren't doing it. And I want to help them go step into epic today. Yeah. So your previous books, were they more on clinical therapy or... My first book called Making Lemonade, Choosing a Positive Pathway After Losing Your Sibling was specifically about, I lost my older sister 25 years ago. Oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you. But I discovered that there was really a lack of material for siblings. So I wrote a book about it and I got six of my friends who had also lost siblings to contribute to the book. And that book's been out for quite a while. Just by the title, Making Lemonade, it seemed like you had an inclination that enthusiasm was going to be a key, right? Absolutely. Bad things happen to all of us. But I think sometimes our perspective on how that affects us is key to changing everything. 
Now, your um, epic one step forward, that's the book's coming out February 9th, correct? It is coming out February 9th. People can pre order the ebook on Amazon. So if you just put in Epic Begins with One Step Forward, you'll probably find it. And I encourage your listeners, if they're interested in it, to go pre order the book. You know, I didn't mean to interrupt your train of thought there, but I no, 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 it's fine. I, I want to get the date in there for people to get that on their reading list as soon as possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate that. And then my second book, which will be coming out later in 2022, is for parents to understand their living child's grief. And again, that came around because I kept talking to parents and they kept asking me, hey, you know, I mean, I lost one child, but I have another child and I never see them grieve. And so I wrote that book to try and help those parents have a better understanding of what the sibling survivor experiences like, because I think that will help them. But all of that is fabulous and really important, Tony. But I'm so excited about this epic. And I'm still doing the sibling work, but I'm really focused on that epic does begin with one step forward. And that's funny. I mean, my work with sibling survivors and parents is epic work. I'm taking my loss and turning it around and trying to help so many other people who, frankly, we don't do a very good job here in the United States of dealing with death. Yeah. <laughs> frankly, we treat it like if someone's experienced a death, we can't talk to them because it's the most communicable, contagious disease in the world. And we might get it if we ask someone about death. But of course, that's not the way that works. Yeah, I just got a text from a friend early this morning that we lost another one of my high school classmates. Oh, I'm so sorry, Tony. Yeah, and we had not been in con the person I had the text with, we talk all the time, but the person who had passed away, I had not talked to in years and years, but still I felt a lot of things just hearing about the death and Absolutely. Um, just such a sense of loss and some regret that I hadn't kept in touch and some things like that. Your book, Epic, begins with one step forward. You made a statement earlier on that you said, and yet people don't do it. What makes that one step so difficult, you think? Well, I think what happens is people think about these, whatever their epic is. And I do really want to be clear that even though epic does emote perhaps grandness and hugeness, everyone's epic is unique. My epic is to be speaking in front of thousands of people. That's probably not a lot of people's epic, but some people maybe they've always wanted to travel somewhere. It could be that they want to change their career, go back to school, change the way that they eat or exercise more. Whatever your epic is, I'm not here to define and say that's not big enough or that's not epic enough. It's your own epic. Yeah, it reminds me of Oprah Winfrey. You know, she <laughs> said, I, I've got a television show that I do every day and you may be baking pies. That's your show every day. Absolutely. I, I, I totally get it. And I think that as we think about this thing that is epic for us, we get overwhelmed because we think, oh my gosh, that's so hard. So let me take something fairly easy for everyone to understand. Sure. Let's say you've always wanted to go to Australia and you think, oh my gosh, that's so far away. How am I ever going to get there? Well, 
there are obviously those key steps that you have to figure out. So you got to figure out how am I going to get there? Well, the easiest and fastest way is to fly. Okay, well, how much does that cost? How much might this whole adventure cost? And I think what happens is people think about it and they think about all the steps and they get overwhelmed and they don't actually do anything to move forward on it. In my book, I talk about just break it down. People like structure, Tony. It's funny. People feel comfortable when there's structure. There's a lot less worry when we actually understand what's going on. And one of the, one of the examples I'd like to use is when you drive to the supermarket, Okay, so are you stressed, Tony, when you drive to the supermarket usually? Not usually. Not usually. And do you really think that much about how to get to the supermarket? Not usually. No, not usually. Why? Because you know how to get there. So there's not I've a lot. I've been there of... before, right? Exactly. There's structure there. I know I have to get into my car and I have to take these turns and do this. And I'm at the store. There's so much built-in structure in our life. And I think like anything, when we need to do something, if there's some structure, it makes it easier, right? So, you know, I mean, if you're cooking, there's a recipe. That makes it much easier for you to cook because you're like, well, I need to put in these ingredients in this order and cook it and mix it and however that is. But you're not really that stressed because you have structure there. I had a client once who claimed they didn't like structure. Yeah. And I said, well, do you like puzzles? Oh, I love puzzles. I said, well, you're just really unfortunate because nobody makes a puzzle you take apart. Yeah, no doubt. They only make puzzles you put together, right? So the world is designed around what people really truly desire, which is structure, putting things together, making things work. Well, absolutely. But let's take it to literally the most basic structure. We'll go just basic human nature, right? When we first encounter someone or we see someone in milliseconds, there's a structured decision. Yes. Safe or dangerous? Fight or flight? Trust, no trust. Yeah, exactly. That's structure. That's what gives us that, oh, that looks safe. That's okay. Yeah. You talk about two magic words in the book. Do you want to share those with everybody? I absolutely do, Tony. Not yet. Those two words are so powerful. They're so full of optimism because when we're on our epic journey, it may take you time to achieve what it is that you want to do. And not yet gives you all of that space to achieve it. Because if, for example, in my writing my book, have you finished your book? No. It's so final. It makes it sound like it will never, ever happen. But if I say, not yet, there's optimism. Yes, I'm working on it. It's going to take time. Some of our epics take a very long time. My journey through graduate school and internship to get the hours I needed to be licensed, that was a six-year process. That's really awesome. So not yet keeps it in the world of the possible. It does. And I think that people have multiple epic journeys that they want to go on. And not yet leaves the door open that it could happen, even if you're not actively working on it. They're the things that we really hope that we might be able to do. It seems far off. And maybe it doesn't happen, but not yet 
leaves that door open, that possibility that it could happen for you. You know, I was looking forward to our conversation today. And one thing I really wanted to ask you, I've always considered myself somewhat of a contrarian. I just absolutely love taking things that people have always thought were right or were true, but in reality are not true. And you talk about myths about grief and loss that really hurt people that are just myths. Yeah, absolutely. I think the first thing that I want to share with everyone is there's no proper way to grieve. Okay. Your grief process is your process. There isn't the right way to be grieving. Some people will be very emotive about it. Others will be more stoic about it. That doesn't mean that you're both not doing your own process correctly. This idea of, oh, aren't you over that? I've heard that for for 25 years. What, you're not over the loss of your sister? No, I'm working my way through it. I'm always working my way through it. Some days better than others, but I'm not over it. So is that like, so two people are having a conversation outside of the actual person and they say, have they moved on? And the other person says, I don't know if they've moved on yet. Is that moved on kind of like that? They're wait- yeah, that's kind of. They're kind of waiting for this magic moment when it didn't happen. Yeah, like it somehow isn't affecting you anymore. Well, I can assure you my losing my older sister will affect me for the rest of my life. Very important chapter of my life is just not there and won't be there. So this idea of getting over it or moving on, right? Yeah. I think on the grief journey, we get more experience. We have better tools in order to deal with our grief, but I don't know that we get over it. It's also, look, really important. It's These aren't my words, but it's so important to put out there. It's okay to not be okay. So not to minimize death, because that's what we're basically talking about with your book. But I'm just wondering, is it helpful also for people who end a relationship or they move away from their hometown or something where drastic change is happening in their life where they have to, and I hate to use this term, but let go? Absolutely. But Tony... (laughs) <laughs> grief is not just reserved for death. Yeah, that, right. that's my point. It, it, absolutely. There is loss of a job, loss of a relationship. Oh, career, job. That's a good one, too. I have living in the Bay Area. And when I was working in the dot-com era, I was so many different euphemisms for being laid off, let go, reduced in force, reassigned, all these different adjectives. But basically, I lost my job Yeah. due to no fault of my own. Company got bought out, the product didn't work, whatever. Oh, my gosh. I can't tell you how many of the clients I've worked with that they were let go of their CEO position, and it basically minimized their identity because that's who they were, right? And Absolutely. And now today, they're not that anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And another important thing is there is no miracle sentence that will make it better for you. And you don't have one that will make it better for me. Uh, And that's okay. If we want to talk about, you mentioned that a high school 
someone you went to high school, you heard passed away. Uh-huh. I don't have a miracle sentence. I will make it better for you, Tony. Yeah. And I'm sorry about that, but that's okay. There isn't a miracle sentence. One of those CEOs loses their job. As good as you are at your job, you don't have some miracle sentence that all of a sudden's like, ding, oh my gosh, I'm so much better. Right. And I would be honest with you, I walk away sometimes from those conversations feeling very inadequate that I didn't have that. And I think we sort of societally believe that there's got to, I I don't know what to say. I, I don't want to make it worse. And I never understood, before I lost my sister, I never understood, like, at a funeral, why there was a receiving line. I thought, this is just pure torture. I mean, what am I going to say to this person? But when I lost my sister, I found that there's actually a really good reason for receiving lines. And that is, it is a mutual acknowledgement of the loss. So if I'm the one who's going through the receiving line, I'll use you, Tony, I'm coming through. I can acknowledge your loss and you can acknowledge my loss. And there is a lot of healthy kind of mental health acknowledgement that goes on in that. And and that's really important. If someone loses their job or a relationship ends, it's important to acknowledge that that loss has happened, validate it. Yeah, that makes total sense. What is the proper way to do that acknowledgement? I think I am so sorry for your loss. I don't know what else can I say. That's acknowledging the loss. It's validating that you've experienced something. You may come up with other words of your own, and that's fine. But I think when you have a lack of something to say, I'm so sorry for your loss. Yes. That's really good. You're not going to put your foot in it. Now, another thing you have that I'm interested in in the book, you talk about how to turn roadblocks into scenic detours. What's that about? I think, Tony, all too often as individuals, we make our life so much more difficult than it needs to be. And the things that we want, we come up with all of these supposed roadblocks as reasons to why we can't do something. But in fact, those roadblocks are actually a mirage. They don't actually exist. Now, there are obviously the roadblocks, I'll take the pandemic, that you can't get around, over, under, whatever, and you just have to deal with. But even that presents an opportunity to perhaps choose a different route to your destination. Perfect example of creating roadblocks. I grew up in the Boston area. I lived in San Francisco in the early 90s. I moved back to Boston, but I always knew that my heart was in San Francisco. All of my close friends from college were there. When I'd come out to visit, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I miss it so much. And I didn't really like the weather in New England very much. But I said, oh, I can't go. I've got a job. I don't want to drive my car across the country anymore. And I was in a relationship that was okay, but not great. And then in a one-week period, my car got totaled. I got fired from my job, and that relationship ended. I moved back to San Francisco, and all kinds of new doors opened up for me, and my life was so much better. I was so much happier. Those things that I was talking about, oh, well, I've got a job. I don't want to drop my Those were a mirage. They didn't actually exist. So when we do hit a roadblock, stop, assess, then plan, achieve, 
and enjoy the journey that you're on. I used to work in the corporate world, as I said, and I used to drive to work. And I fully admit I'm a creature of habit. The way I do it is that's just the way to do it. And I don't entertain that there may be alternate ways to get to work. One day I was forced because of some accidents and I couldn't be late. I ended up getting redirected and I found a new way to get to work. It took about 10 extra minutes, but it was so much more beautiful. And then I was thinking to myself, why didn't I entertain that there was another way to get to work? I just was locked in on this one way. Yeah. And I don't know how many times I've had this experience where I'm just stalling and stalling and I'm dreading taking on a project or I'm dreading doing something or this is the fourth year. We're wrapping up the fourth year of this podcast. I probably delayed doing it for two or three years. But then after you do it and you get going, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I got over the hump and did it. You know, Right. And oftentimes, again, we all have those, oh my gosh, I got to go do something. Oh, that's going to take so long. Well, I like pizza. Do you like pizza, Tony? Oh yeah, sure. All righty. Now, when you get a pizza, do you stuff the whole thing into your mouth all at once? No. No. How do you eat it? One slice at a time. In my book, I talk about how these epic journeys or whatever you need to do, if you put it into bite-sized pieces, it's so much easier to do. A good example of that is in my lifetime, I've run four marathons. And when I thought about running a marathon, 26.2 miles, I am not going to sugarcoat it. It is a long way. Yeah, That is a long way, especially on foot. And I never knew how I was going. Like, like I have no idea how, how I'll ever achieve this. And I joined Team in Training, which is a fundraising arm of Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And they gave me a training schedule. Tony, it made it so much easier because all I had to do was look at the page and go, oh, go run for 30 minutes. Okay, I can do that. Go run. Then I'm done for the day. I've done my step for today. Tomorrow, I do whatever they tell me. So I didn't have to worry about how I was going to achieve it. It was all laid out for me. Oh, well. And I think if, again, goes back to structure. If we break down these tasks that we're procrastinating on into just bite-sized pieces and say, when I'm done that, it's in the rear view mirror, I'm done, and I get to move on with the other aspects of my life. I can't wait to get this book for a couple of people that I know. It's a blessing. I appreciate it. One more thing I'll ask about the book, the 97.3 rule. Oh, I love the 97.3 rule. All right, look, I believe that 97% of your day is good and up to 3% isn't as good. But we tend to focus on the stuff that's bad and ignore the stuff that's good. And I don't know why. There's so many good things that happen in your day. And yeah. yet, oh, how was your day? And I'll use the example. Tony, let's say you and I were having a cookout, okay? Beautiful sunny day. We're having a great time. Food is great. Conversation's awesome. And it rains for two minutes out of the six hours that we spend together. Then I go, Tony, how was the barbecue? Oh, it rained. You just forgot the five hours and 58 minutes where it was beautiful and focused on the, on the rain. Why? Acknowledge that stuff isn't going right. 
but also realize that so much more is going right in your day that is good. And I think that change in perspective says, let's focus on all the stuff that is good. Acknowledge the stuff that isn't as good. But I think you'll find so much more of your day is good than isn't good. I also just want to throw this in. In baseball, you make it into the Hall of Fame if you have a lifetime batting average of over 300. That means that you're about 33% successful. Tony, imagine if we thought success in our life only required us to be getting it right one third of the time. (laughs) And what would be one more thing you'd tell everybody? I guess what I would say, Tony, is don't make things more difficult than they need to be. And just take that one step forward, because I think you'll find that that first step isn't nearly as hard as you imagined. And once you take that first step, the second step seems that much easier. And then you kind of get some momentum and you're on your way. And I encourage people to step into their epic today. Fantastic. Rapid fire questions for you here at the end of the interview. Number one, what's the best memory that immediately comes to mind for you? I would have to say it's the first time I was able to go on safari in South Africa. And I was about four feet away from a pride alliance. We pulled up and they were sleeping and we went like pulled up right in the middle. And they just didn't, they just didn't care that we were there. So I guess as I like to say, getting dangerously close to animals that could kill me. (laughs) Who's the number one hero in your life? I'd have to say Mr. Rogers. What's the top value you subscribe to? Embrace the awesomeness. Who's the most important person in your life? Well, I'd say it'd be my daughters. What are their names? Addie and Katie. What's your favorite thing? In and out, double double, animal style, no lettuce. <laughs> well, the next question is what's your favorite food? Oh, well, I guess I just answered my question with the other answer, but yes, in and out, double double, animal style, no lettuce. What's the most beautiful place you've ever visited? Oh, Tony, boy, that's the challenging one. I'm going to say Fox Glacier in the South Island of New Zealand. Wow. If you could describe success in one word, what word would it be? Contentment. How do you want to be remembered? It's the God of enthusiasm. (laughs) If you could go back and talk to a younger Xander, what advice would you give him? I would tell him to embrace his love of public speaking and start it sooner. What's your favorite sound? The ocean breaking on the rocks in southern Maine. And of all the lessons you've learned, what's the best lesson? Tell the people who are important to you what they mean to you every time you talk to them, because you just don't know when you won't be able to tell them again. Well, it's a good lesson and good advice. Xander Sprague has been our special guest today. He's got a new book. Epic begins with one step forward. That'll be coming out on February 9th, 2022. And if you do not get that book after listening to this particular conversation, I don't know what to tell you. Xander, how do people find you and find out more about you? You can find me at xandersprague.com. That's Z as in zebra, A-N-D-E-R, 
S-P-R-A-G-U-E.com. You can also find me on Instagram, epic underscore begins and LinkedIn, Facebook. Just Google me. I'm really not that hard to find. The God of enthusiasm. Thank you so much, Tony. Have a fabulous day. You've added a lot of value in my life just in this conversation, and I'm so glad we had the time to do it. I appreciate you doing it. Thank you. Xander Sprague, everybody. I'll have more on Better Than Before right after this. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru and a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. I'm Tony Richards. What a great conversation with Xander Sprague. Did you enjoy that? I mean, just such rich knowledge and wisdom that we are all going to go through these losses in our life and just learning how to process them and having the empowerment that it's okay and that we'll never move on. We don't ever have to get over it, but just learning how to deal with it better through his epic process. I've got five great quotes for your week this week. Number one, if I accept you as you are, I make you worse. However, if I treat you as though you are what you are capable of becoming, I help you become that. Johann Wolfgang Goethe. Number two, the struggle ends when the gratitude begins. Neil Donald Walsh. Number three, the primary imagination I hold to be the living power. Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Number four, man is asked to make of himself what he is supposed to become to fulfill his destiny. Paul Tillich. And number five, great quote for the week. I myself do nothing. The Holy Spirit accomplishes all through me. William Blake. Well, that's our program today. Better Than Before is sponsored by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. Special thanks, as always, to our producer, Tessa Hall. And until we visit again next week, I'm your host, Tony Richards, reminding you everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.